Hello, and welcome to Rush Tactics Episode 5, the one where we find out that we are not alone. I am your host, Josh Augustine, and I am joined today, as always, by my co-host, Greg Sasquatch Henniger. <laughs> Sas- okay, yep. Yeah, why not, Greg? I wish you were Sasquatch. I wish I was alone. Oh, that's <laughs> And we're also joined today by our very first ever guest host, Andy Pierce. Hello, hello. How are you doing, Andy? I'm very good. How are you? I am fantastic. It is good to have you here, um, christening our first uh, guest host. Andy is just someone we met on the forums who sent us a message and said he had a great idea for something he wanted to talk about. And we looked at his idea and said, you know what? That's the best idea I've ever seen. <laughs> is that what you said, Greg? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Best idea I've ever read. Uh, <laughs> yes. We, we met each other on missed connections on Craigslist. <laughs> I'm sure you did. Um, yeah, so Andy's been a big supporter of the podcast since the very beginning. He's always written nice notes and kind of given feedback about what he wants to talk about. And so we're excited to have him on this week to walk us through his mathematically proven best ways to make coin in Age of Empires Online. So at Rush Tactics, each week we like to try a new strategy, build order, or tactic in Age of Empires Online and share it with you. Um, right after this podcast, Andy, Greg, and I are going to hop into my capital city, and Andy's going to walk us through exactly how I need to set up my workshops and recipes to make the sweet, sweet coins he's talking about here. Um, the live stream video of us putting that tactic into action, along with full documentation and his mathematical spreadsheets with all of his crazy calculations, is going to be up on the website by the time you hear this. You can go to gamediplomat.com and click the Rush Tactics link to get it all. So, bam, before we jump into the nitty-gritty of your tips, Andy, I need to know why. What made you decide to do all these calculations to figure out the most efficient way to make coin, and why should I, just say I'm, I'm a random Age of Empires online player, why should I care? Well, first of all, I think I, I should apologize because this may be one of the nerdiest things I've ever done in my life, but I, I'm happy to... Uh, There's to, no nerd shame here. We're all nerds. We embrace that. We're listening... Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're listening or making a podcast about Age of Empires Online. I think it's we're kind of serious. It doesn't get more niche than that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've played uh, Age of Empires since the, the first one came out, and what immediately sets apart Age of Empires Online from its predecessors is this business with the Civ customization. And uh, what's what's obvious here is is the gearing of the units and uh, in this game, the high-level quests are designed to be difficult, even for players with high-level gear. So it's next to impossible to ignore gearing your sibs. Uh, so for all of us, inevitably, the day comes when we realize that we could each use a whole lot more money. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, In real life, too. Oh, yeah. I'm already there. <laughs> yeah, Greg, I mean, that was kind of the one of the big changes for you, too, because this is your first kind of gearing up game, too. Um, are, have you dabbled in crafting at all, or have you tried to make sweet spreadsheets like Andy? You know, I, I haven't gone as far as to the spreadsheets, but I, I'm i actually anxious to learn a lot tonight, too, because I've been really kind of just hoarding my crafting materials, and just in case I, you know, get a blueprint um, for a cool building or something like that, and like, oh, great, I have the, you know, the right materials. And if I don't, I just kind of go, well, shucks, maybe someday I'll have the right materials. And my, you know, my bag just fills up with all this useless stuff that, you know, I can't do anything with. Yeah, so I'm excited to learn. Yeah, Andy, you were telling us earlier, kind of before the show, like, how many recipes are there in this game? 
there's something close to 400 different recipes for gear alone. And then there's, of course, the consumable recipes. And, and so for better or worse, there, there's an absolute ton of options that we have. So the question becomes uh, which of all of these options makes the most sense to worry about. You really have to eliminate eliminate the, the uh, extraneous ones. Yeah. All right. So let's let's jump straight into it. So, kind of based on you'd kind of sent me over some notes. I'm gonna summarize for our readers, uh, or our readers, our listeners. If you want the full details, Andy basically wrote up like a sweet like term paper that you would turn in at your final for a grade at college about this. So we'll have that up on the show. But in general, here's how the economy for Age of Empires Online works. Coins are fake. They enter the economy and your pocket either by crafting or completing quests, or you can also try and make coin by trading with players. And we're going to get into that in a future episode, um, but this time Andy's going to address the first two, how we make money questing and by crafting. Take us into the questing first, Andy. What, what's, why, why would someone uh, choose crafting, or sorry, questing instead of crafting? Well, uh, to, to kind of give a sneak peek, I, I think the best way to make money in this game is to do a little bit of everything. Uh, and before I say any more, I, I think full disclosure is, is only fair that I don't actually have a whole lot of money in this game. What? This is an outrage! <laughs> uh, I, I believe the quote is, I did not say I was a millionaire, but I said I spent more money than a millionaire. Uh, I don't <laughs> I don't have all of the money. I've, I pretty much spend everything that comes my way. But I, I have spoken with these with these folks that make a whole lot of money, and so I, I know their secrets. And uh, you know, folks that, that that at least admit that they have, you know, at least a million coins at their uh, on their hands at any one time. And and they tell me that there's people out there with 80 million coins. Uh, they're kind of like Santa Claus. Everybody knows. Uh, that he's out there, but nobody's actually seen him. Um, so, so, uh, so, uh, with, with regards to questing here, um, this one, this one's the, the simplest thing to, to talk about because it's clearly the primary purpose of the game is to actually play the game. Um, <laughs> Makes sense. So you're going to be making money. the The, the question, though, is if you're at the point where you want to focus on gearing up your sieve and uh, making, uh, uh, you know, as much money as you can to, to pursue the gearing side of the game, you're faced with a choice of, you know, what do, you, what do I do next? What's, what quests do I do? Um, and what I've done, I, I, I looked at all of the major quests, and for our purposes, I'm just looking at quests that are available once, uh, once you've reached level 40. So if you're if you're still leveling up, uh, the quests that are available to you are a moving target. It kind of goes as your level goes. But once you hit 40, everything plateaus. And I've I looked at these quests, and they all, of course, take different amounts of time to complete. They have different difficulty levels, and they have different rewards. And so uh, the question, of course, is which ones are the most profitable. So I've got some recommendations. For uh, for you guys about if I were a, a new level forty player, where I would spend my time. Awesome, yeah. Tell us what what, what five quests should should me and Greg be doing, Andy? The 
the number one quest that uh, at least appears to me to be wildly more profitable than anything else in the game, at least right now. Of course, the, the developers can change things tomorrow. But presently, it's a new Pharaoh's Challenge. That's an alliance quest. Um, it is uh, it, it is an awful lot of money uh, for the for the time. It's essentially a four minute blitz that's really really easy to mess up. Um, but if you can get it done in three to five minutes, uh, you can make two thousand coins and get six legend or six level forty chests. Um, wow. However, if you mess it up, uh, not only does it take you longer to do it, but some of the optional uh, some of the optional objectives will be quickly eaten away. So, uh, so you really need to be very good at it to do it in order to make it as profitable as it is. Okay, so that's um, probably like maybe once you've geared up a bit, that's the one you go for. Yeah, and you know, I don't even know if it's the gear that you necessarily need to beat it as much as just clicking fast enough. Frankly, um, I cannot solo it. Uh, at this time, I, I really haven't spent that much time trying to, but I can do it with a co-op partner. Uh, although my co-op partner can solo it, so I don't know what that says of me. But uh, <laughs> but that's the number one. Uh, it, but if you can't do that one, uh, no problem. What I would say the, the second one that I would turn anybody onto is Persian Coercion, which is another alliance quest. Okay, very cool. Yeah, I remember that one. That one I couldn't beat for the life of me. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I tried playing self. I tried it about ten times and finally gave up. I mean, I, that was one of the first quests I told Greg we needed to research and do on the show because I couldn't figure out how to do it. Oh, well, well, I, if, if anybody reaches that point, just go to YouTube because there's some great videos up there of, of how to do that one. And I think once you kind of see the the way to do it. You're essentially moving from village to village, mm -hmm. and you just got to keep moving and moving to the right villages. What, once you do it, it's really easy. It's it's quite profitable, and it takes only about eight minutes to do. You get about 1,500 coins and five level 40 chests, uh, so so it's really, it, it's really quick, and uh, frankly, uh, if you do it enough, it, it gets pretty old pretty fast, but, uh, but it's fun. It's, it's certainly very cool. So, what are uh, what are the other ones? The next one I would say is, and this one's kind of a caveat, but the skirmish rush, which you guys were talking about, um, mm -hmm. that one is is pretty easy. You don't need to be all that geared, uh, and it's and it's fairly profitable. Um, but the problem with it, of course, is that you're generally co-oping with three other people. So, it sometimes is, it doesn't take a whole lot of time to to complete it for one civilization. Um, but it can if you have that herding cats problem where you're trying to get everybody on the same page and you've got, uh, you know, somebody's not loading it up right or something like that. Uh, <laughs> I've been there. I, I'm, I've timed myself doing it with other people, and I think I, it took me about 23 minutes to run it, uh, oh. run the requests for that sieve. Um, if you do it for one sieve, you know, it takes, say, 25 minutes, say, um, you're going to make a little bit north of 1,300 coins. You're going to get 22 level 40 chests. Uh, and you're also going to get a whole uh, a whole lot of uh, alliance points. I know you guys talked a fair amount about skirmish, and we're not going to we're not going to uh, say it all over again. But here's the one thing that may or may not be true that I, I kind of realized about it. Uh, nowhere on the forums or online can I find the developers explaining whether 
every level 40 chest is identical, meaning if you get a level 40 chest from one quest, you have the same chance of getting the same stuff as a different level 40 chest from a different quest. And there's folks that are, that are really seem to know what they're talking about a lot more than me that are saying, uh, pretty affirmatively that the skirmish quests aren't dropping legendary gear, or if they are, it's, it's quite rare. So you get, so yes, you're getting 22, uh, chests doing skirmish rush, but you might actually not get as much, uh, as you would, say, running these alliance quests. Interesting. I, I wonder if that was kind of like a stealth nerf they did because they probably were a little worried how much rewards people were getting, but they didn't want to nerf it because they didn't wanted people to keep playing it. Um, I wonder if so if they made that change on the back end. Yeah, I don't know. And, you know, it's really hard to speak to somebody's intentions, especially when they're not telling you what they are. Uh, my, I have a suspicion that they're, that they're, they're kind of leaving some of these end quest, um, programming decisions silent just, just so we all have to rely on rumor and, and suspicion to unlock sort of the, the final uh, uh, efficient strategies in this mm-hmm. game, you know. Um, but I, I don't know. It, it, but nevertheless, it's, it, I guess it's more interesting to have a mystery, right? Yeah, definitely. All right, and so there's two more I think we need to get through. What are they? Legendary Marion, that's a Cypress quest. That's, uh, frankly, one of the most difficult quests in the game, even on co-op. It rightfully gives huge rewards, but most players will need really good equipment and a similarly competent partner in order to beat it. Uh, you can make 15,000 coins in 45 minutes and also get 11 chests, and they dro- and it, it tends to drop really good stuff as well, at least so the anecdotes go. Um, but, again, it's very difficult, and that's sort of the where you're, try- you're trying to gear your Sith to beat Marion more than using Marion to gear your Sith. Okay. And so Greg and I were just talking before the show that, like, we keep seeing, like, Marion 100% in, in the chat channel. Is that what they're talking about here, this this mission? Yeah, that's right. Uh, they recently updated uh, many of the quests and, and put in these uh, optional objectives. And so I believe when people are saying 100%, they're talking about, you know, come play Marion with me and we're going to beat the whole thing. Um, so... Uh, I, be, I think the Marion objective is to beat to beat the hardest game in the uh, or hardest quest in the game without using any siege. Oh, very cool! That's a cool objective. Yeah, because this this very much feels like kind of the the current skirmish rush, like because it's the one that I see everyone talking about in the chat channel. So I mean, yeah, it's it's always that one or skirmish rush. Yeah, Marion or skirmish rush. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the fifth one. It's debatable that it's necessarily the most profitable, again, because of these phantom loot tables. Uh, we don't know if, if the chests are dropping as much as some of the Alliance quests. But I'm putting in, the, uh, for number five, the General Zoo What Did You Do quest, which is from the Fertile Crescent booster pack. The reason I'm putting that one in is because it takes only about 16 minutes to do. At least that's me timing myself. Mm-hmm. And you can get nine or so chests out of a deal. Um, and you don't make very much money in the Fertile Crescent quest. I think you only make 450 bucks. But for the a number of chests you get uh, for that time, it's also relatively easy. So, again, if you're relatively new to level 40, the Fertile Crescent's a good place to turn as well. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. So, of course, you do have to own the Fertile Crescent 
uh, booster pack, which I think is like 350 alliance points, which isn't too bad. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. All right. So there's questing. Let's jump straight into crafting. Um, sure. Sure. Yeah. So just quick recap, just so everyone knows, you know, each sieve can have five regular and two premium kind of crafting facilities in their capital city. That's for each civilization. And there are ten different types in the game, five regular and five premium. So in theory, you can either stock up on one or you could have seven out of the ten possible ones. And then there's uh, three to four recipes that you can train for each, usually basically different qualities. So there's a common, uncommon, rare, epic, etc. Um, and then the basic idea is you... With this, um, correct me if I'm wrong here, Andy, you're going to tell us how to put the right recipes into those crafting facilities so that we get materials out that we can then put into our crafting school buildings like the archery, construction, religion, um, to create consumables or items, and then that's what we're going to vendor, and that's how we're going to make money. Yes. Let me say two things on that. First, I might have misheard you, but there's there's eight regular workshops and two premium ones. Oh, very cool. That. Yeah, I said that incorrectly. So it is eight so, and two. So if, if you're if you're doing it completely, you'll have five sieves right now, so you'll have forty different workshops. And uh, the the second thing is that um, there's it's kind of an information overload. The I'm talking about the entire crafting component of this game. I hadn't played a game that had crafting before. I just have this Age of Empires background, not, say, a Warcraft background or, or something like that. So for a, for folks with a background like me, it's it's frankly kind of daunting to figure out what on God's earth is going on with mm-hmm. this crafting thing, and it's very easy to ignore it and just kind of hope it goes away. Uh, the message here is that uh, it doesn't take very much effort to use the craft thing in such a way to just make a little bit of money, um, or frankly, it's a, it's a fair amount of money. I, I've looked at all of the recipes and all of the materials. Uh, all 400 of them in the game. I, I, I have. Uh, and uh, the way that I see it is I can make about 5,000 uh, coins per day just by uh, just by setting up the right crafting things uh, and then uh, the right crafting schools, crafting, uh, making the materials, using them to craft the right gear, and then I sell the gear back to the store to make money. Um, that is actually a hot button uh, issue. There's some people that have uh, ethical problems with uh, people making money that way, uh, which is a conversation for another day. But the the point is, this is an absolutely valid way to make money in the game, uh, and it's uh, it's not a lot of money. If you're going to make a ton of money in this game, you're going to trade. But we're not t- going to talk about that today. I'm just I think it's important to just focus on some simple ways for new players to make money without having to do a lot, without having to spend a lot of time. Yeah, this is definitely kind of the easiest way to get into kind of making money, right? To kind of start fueling everything else. The idea with the vending is that. If it doesn't take a very much effort to set up your materials workshops to make the right materials for you to then in turn craft certain gear to sell back to the store to make some money. The trick is to optimize this, and in order to do that, uh, it's one would be wise to pay close attention to what uh, 
the amounts different materials vend for at the store in order to figure out what would be the best uh, gear to craft and uh, subsequent to that, what would be the right materials to make to craft that gear. So you've already done all this calculation for us, right? I have. I have. Awesome. So me being the lazy guy I am, Andy, I just want to know, what is the best things I can make? Well, as it turns out, uh, there are four uh, recipes that are mathematically identical. Those are obsidian inlaid belts, silver hook staff, silver point arrows, and custom fitted horse armor. If you focus your five civilizations on only the materials for one or, frankly, any of those, you can make, uh, I believe the number is 5,119 coins per day. That it's actually uh, 5,119.95 coins per day, according to your calculations. Completely nerding out. <laughs> I love it. So every, like, 20 days, you'll get an extra coin. <laughs> That's right. That's right. God forbid we, we uh, not tell people that. Yes. <laughs> awesome. So um, so we break down all of those recipes, kind of where you buy each of the recipes and all the crafting materials and stuff that you need to get started on this. Um, but you thought, Andy, you thought it would take maybe about 7,000 coin for someone to kind of pay the initial investment that they needed to get this going. Is that about right? Well, it is for one civilization. Uh, or for, I'm sorry, for one city. Uh, it's uh, What you need is, you only need one recipe. Let's say you're doing obsidian inlaid belts, for example. You only need one of those in one of your cities. Uh, and I, I think you could probably get your hands on that recipe for maybe 2,000 coins, maybe a little bit less. I, I saw them for sale tonight for 1,000, and then I came back, and I ended up having to pay 2,000 for it. But Oh. That's just how it goes for me. Mm-hmm. So you definitely can get your hands on it for 2000 Uh Then you need them to craft the materials. You need three materials for that one. You need bronze, you need leather, and you need wool. The leather and the bronze recipes are 50 coins a pop in uh, the advanced crafting store. Yeah, so, that's that's just a store, just for anyone that doesn't know, that you can build inside your own uh, sieve. You buy it at the general store, you buy the recipe for it, you put it right there, so you can just buy it for yourself right there. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and then, so then you need the wool recipe, which is, I don't believe, actually for sale in a shop, so you're either waiting for it to drop in a chest, uh, or you're going to the trade channel to buy it. Here's the trick, though. If you want to make all of these three materials in each of your cities, you need one of those recipes per material per city. Okay, yes, yeah, so that adds up if you're doing the five civilizations. Exactly. But it's still, frankly, not a whole lot of money, and it does pay for itself pretty pretty darn quickly. Yeah. Okay, cool. So for anybody listening, we'll have all the info on where you get all those and every single bit of the recipes um, on the website. Um Right now, Greg and I are going to jump in game with Andy. We're going to try it out. Um, Andy's going to help me set up my city, um, help show me all these recipes, show me which crafting uh, buildings I need, which crafting schools to do. Um, so you can watch us kind of sort that out on, on the blog, GameDiplomat.com. 
All right, so if you want to become a coin and workshop mogul in Age of Empires Online like Andy, um, you can set up your town with the right workshops and get cranking out those crafting materials when you hop into the five most lucrative quests in the game. Thank you for downloading and listening to another episode of Rush Tactics. Let us know what you think by emailing us at rushtactics at outlook.com. You can visit our website at gamediplomat.com for full show notes, step-by-step walkthroughs of the strategies we discuss, and videos of us putting them into practice. You can also talk with us on Twitter. I am at Jay Augustine. I am at Greg Henniger. And I don't have Twitter. All right. <laughs> well, you can talk to two of us then. Um, we'd also love to team up with you in games, so you can add us to your friends list. I am the Game Diplomat. I am Dev117. And I'm Andy Pierce. All right. Um, so, Andy, thank you very much for taking the time to come on here. Um, we really appreciate you um, sharing your news and kind of helping us kind of noobs uh, start to make money in the game. I'm really excited. Well, it's my pleasure. I'm happy to, to nerd out with you guys tonight. Yeah, next time you come on, I want to learn how to make chocolate coins. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> and as always, please let us know what you thought of the show and what you'd like to see in the future. See you next week. Bye. It's not worth it. Give him the boot. Don't give him the boot. <laughs> oh.